You're listening to the Christian Humanist Radio Network, christianhumanist.org. Perhaps we need some outside universal threat. The scientist, the writer, the artist is challenged. If we were facing an alien threat from outside this world, the challenge must be taken up. And yet, I ask you, is not an alien force already among us? I got nothing going on. You got nothing going on. I need something to do. We need something to do. You should know by now that men in the Bugatti, he's a member of the Thanks for downloading another episode of the Sectarian Review Podcast, where we love our institutions so much we have to burn them down. You can talk back at us at our Facebook page, Twitter, or our website, sectarianreviewpodcast.com. And whether you love to hate us or hate to love us, please go to iTunes and review the show. That helps other people find us. Now sit back and enjoy. Hi, everybody. Before we get to the show today, I just want to take a minute and tell you about a podcast that I really do think that listeners of this show will like. Life Together is a podcast from a group of Christians you may not have heard about, the Bruderhof. They live in intentional communities modeled after the early church and the early Anabaptists. And they publish a magazine called Plow Quarterly. And I've actually had their editor, Peter Mumson from New York, on my show before. Now, Peter is a co-host of Life Together, along with Bernard Hibbs, who lives in England, and Marianne Wright, who actually uh, nicely lives not so far from me here in Pennsylvania. Now, I really love the Life Together podcast as it covers, to me, a real blind spot that's missed in our divided left versus right and evangelical versus progressive paradigms of faith and culture and politics. So check out Life Together. It's on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. New episodes every Friday. Life Together, Faith, Culture, and Community from the Bruderhof and Plow. Hi, everybody. This is Danny Anderson uh, once again for the Sectarian Review Podcast. Thanks for downloading another episode. Uh, like I said in the opening, go to iTunes, go to Facebook, and uh, share the good word about what we're doing here. Uh, today, we have a, a, a topic that's been in the works for quite a long time in my own mind, and I found someone who is willing to sit down and talk with me about the subject of celebrity Christianity. Uh, I don't know if you remember several months ago, we did a show on celebrity liberalism with uh, C. Derek Varn, and uh, uh, during that show, I started uh, like devising this one. And so uh, I'm joined today by James Eisenhower, uh, not no relation to the former president. Um, He's a cousin. Is he really? He is. Yeah, actually. <laughs> he of the military industrial white. complex. All right. Uh, that's great. Well, James actually is the host uh, or co-host of another podcast. Uh, and I met James last year at the wild goose fest and we started talking then and uh he's a super great guy and uh and he was sort of thinking about doing his own podcast back then and he's since then booted it up james do you want to tell us about yourself and what you do yeah i uh, i'm in hattiesburg mississippi with uh, one of our co-hosts and our other is in oklahoma city oklahoma and uh yeah we um our podcast is just we 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 defined it as a life questions and uh, spirituality or something faith. I don't even know. It was basically we were like, what words give us the broadest scope of we can talk about whatever we want, um, <laughs> which is essentially um, what a podcast is. <laughs> Just, yes, you know what? I have opinions and. I feel like people should hear them. And, and once um, you just own that, it becomes so much better. I feel so much yeah. less self-conscious now. Right, right. Podcasting is basically fluffing your own ego. Um, <laughs> and we needed a, a stretch of that, apparently, all three of us. So, uh, yeah, we talk about all kinds of stuff and uh, try to get some guests on that um, fit into thinking or um, categories that are, are not like our own. So we can just broaden our own scope and have conversations that uh we know some of the people who are listening and how hard it is for us to have conversations with them. And so 
we figure we should have a conversation where they can't say anything back. I feel <laughs> obligated to listen. And the name of your podcast is Everything is Okay. Um, on on Facebook, it's Everything is Oklahoma. We have a page there, but Everything is Okay. Every- play on Oklahoma. Yes, and it's got yes. the little the, the picture of the state there. It's very it's yeah. very clever actually. Um and yeah. so yeah, it's a good show. I've been listening to it and uh, and I'm very happy to have James on today yeah, to talk that. to talk about celebrity Christianity. Um which to me, I'm just coming out there. I'm not debating whether this is a problem or not. I'm of the assumption that this is a problem. Uh and so uh agree with me or not, what are some potential problems with celebritism in Christianity, James? Uh, potential problems. Um, I <laughs> There's a wide scope of potential problems and definitely a um, another strong category of things that I definitely think are active problems in it. Um, and the what seems to be a thing in American Christianity is just our, our striving towards this American dream that marginalizes some and lifts up others and and uh, steps into this idea of um, blessing being monetary and living out a a good godly life somehow ends up being um, reflected in monetary gain and notoriety and all of that Um, and it's really hard to um, to feel like that's a correct reflection of our faith when the guy that we follow and the writings that we follow are all from people who were uh, leaving any form of financial stability or success um, to dive into this cult, uh, anti-cultural movement. Um, and we're diving into the exact opposite and going into a, this view of lifting up all of these people. Yeah, there's sort of, I mean, with celebrityism, celebritism, I don't know what is the proper term there, I would say celebritism, but uh, with that, there is this sort of elevation of the self, right? There's this uh, accumulation of, of, of adoration and adulation, and, and that does seem to be strangely, I mean, and obviously counterintuitive, counterintuitive when you're thinking about Christianity. Um, and yet, I mean, Christians and now I'm, uh, my wife actually uh, wanted me to clarify what I was talking about here. My wife, Kim, was on an episode of a couple well, a few, couple of episodes back, uh, the minimalism episode we did. Um, uh, I'm not necessarily talking about famous Christians like so someone who is famous for being a Christian like Jen Hatmaker or somebody like that. Right. Um, the realm that I'm most interested in are people who are celebrities in the secular realm and Christians really gravitate towards uh, because of their public testimony. And I'm thinking of people like, you know, for a while, Kirk Cameron, before he entered into the exclusively right. evangelical realm, uh, Kirk Cameron may be like a, a prominent example of that. Um, but also your Tim Tebow's of the world, your yeah. um, uh, Chip and Joanna Gaines of the world, these people who uh, inhabit very kind of secular spaces, economic spaces, and uh, and Christians heap all sorts of hopes and aspirations on them because of yeah. their public testimony. And that's that's the kind of phenomenon that I'm most interested in, though certainly we can talk about famous Christians as well if it, if it becomes appropriate. Um, what are some other, as I'm talking, ta- I mentioned Tim Tebow, he's sort of in the athletic realm and, and you're, you know, from SEC country down there. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and I know the Holy Land. <laughs> the whole it is, it's a Mecca, right? Uh, for a while I lived near Athens, Georgia. And, mm. um, and so you're obviously talking about a football culture there yeah. that in my experience was heavily intertwined with uh, a Christian culture. And so people at the time when I was there, Mark Richt was still the coach and he's yeah. very openly Christian. And when he was fired finally for doing relatively nothing for however many years he was doing it at UGA, um, uh, people were very upset because of his faith more as much as anything else. Right. Uh, and I found that to be kind of puzzling. Um, and so what are your experiences with, let's talk about sports for a while, I suppose. Uh, and, uh, and Christianity. Well, there's a, a couple thoughts. Uh, I, I'm a big Auburn fan and I remember our, our national championship year, there was, um, all these people were talking about how, of course they were going to win because they were God's team because, <laughs> 
um, they have like, you know, their main song from the school, but then they'll pick like a, a song for the year and it was a hymn. And so you could hear them actually singing it on the sidelines at times. And so, of course, God wanted them to win because of them singing a song that, of course, no one else dedicated their season to God. They did it better, <laughs> at least. Um, so God chose them to win, um, which, I mean, realistically, doesn't seem like uh, the way that should work, because if it did, then it seems like recruiting should be the most religious people, not the most athletic Uh and that's not really the way that works. <laughs> not so much, right? So, no. <laughs> yeah, it's not, not the way that works at all. But um, then I, I have so many people in my life that uh, that will tell me, like, did you hear what this person said? They're, they're obviously a great Christian. Well, no, they in an interview after a game, they said, you know, God gets all the glory. It's all because of God. That's just the thing to say, though. They might as well have said, I'm going to Disneyland. It's the same thing. <laughs> And yet, doesn't matter that they just beat up their girlfriend or are doing all these other things. They just said it's all for God, right? And so, of course, they're now on this religious plinth, and and that's that's so messed up. And for one thing, it's the most generic of terms. Um, I mean, yeah. that's such a generic form of like religiosity. Uh, it it, it's not specifically Christian, right, at, at all. And so, and yet, Christians appropriate that as some sort of affirmation uh, for, right. of of their love of football in this case, right? right? And and obviously Tim Tebow is probably the textbook example of, of right. what we're talking about here in terms of athletics and maybe even uh, celebritism in general. His um, uh, various controversies, uh, which are kind of fake controversies, right. uh, um, like so he'll be openly celibate or something and right. Christians will be, you know, celebrating this on Facebook and they'll defend him against people who don't like him because he's not that great at football uh, because he's right. a good Christian. Right. And they'll, they'll claim that you, you get, that's where you get these claims that he's being attacked because he's a Christian. Right. And not because right. he never developed, a, you know, the standard throwing style. <laughs> right. right. Um, so the American Christian persecution. Yes. The persecution complex uh, yes. definitely comes up in, in Tim Tebow's uh, uh, an example here. Um, thoughts on him or, or that? Well, well, I, I feel like in on just kind of that idea in general is where um, we get like we feel like lifting up people who have um, secular fame is somehow going to um, help out Christianity, you know, like being excited that Bieber went to church or has somebody pray with him or whatever. <laughs> like, you know, if Bieber likes it, it must be cool. Yeah, um, that sort of thing. The problem is when we couple with people who are in the secular world to try to make us popular, it also is very harming because these are people who didn't sign up for all that. And humans are not good at um, maintaining a perfect and holy status. And if you're in popular culture or have any sort of spotlight shined on you, they're going to find every bad thing. Yeah. Um, and so, you, you lift up and say, no, see, here's a perfect picture of Christianity. Oh, well, they messed up. So obviously Christianity's fake. <laughs> like it's, it's really giving a foothold to all these people who are saying Christianity is a joke by so quickly making heroes of people who just said something about God. Yeah. One of the dumber things that I find in like American secularism, uh, um, particularly, or if, if, not atheism proper, right. but secularism in general is this idea of when they find someone who's publicly Christian and find some icky thing that they've done and, yeah. and then reduce all of Christianity, not only to that person, but to that thing that that person did. Right. Uh, right. And, and I find that to be the kind of one of the dumber things that secular America does, uh, secular intellectual <laughs> culture. Um, and so it is, but we hand it, hand that. <laughs> Them. Exactly right. And because so, then we lift up somebody else, and like, what do you think about this person? <laughs> well, same thing. Exactly. And so we're like this. I this the quixotic quest here to uh, uh, find a perfect public Christian is actually playing into uh, this kind of dumb debate because Christianity is not about 
being a perfect person anyway, right? right it's it right. sort of we're engaging the debate on the wrong terms uh, completely by uh, doing this, the you know, this celebrity Christian thing right. uh, publicly. Well, in, in thinking about this, though, like when, when you had mentioned this idea to me, one of my first thoughts was like, why do we do that? And um, I mean, I think it goes along with this idea of Americans feeling like the American church is so highly persecuted. Yeah. And if you think about Sunday school as a kid and all the stories that you have pounded into your head when you are the most um, you know, malleable <laughs> and stuff is all these stories of during times of persecution, the people of God had a hero rise up. That's what all the stories are every single time. And so then when you get to be an adult and you're told we're in that time of persecution, what are you going to look to? You, we need these heroes. Obviously, we have, we're just trying to find the right one. We're trying to find the right David. We're trying to find the right Saul. But we forget that those people raped and murdered people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. After they were you know, in right. God's favor. Right. right? <laughs> and yeah. in some cases... Uh, upon God's command, right? I mean, you think yeah. about the book of Judges, uh, you know, Ehud and, and some of the horrible, like, I mean, gangster-like things that go on oh, yeah. in, in the book of Judges. Uh, yeah, that is not, I don't think we would stand for that sort of uh, remedy to persecution <laughs> today right. in, in neoliberal society here. Um, one uh, uh, writer that I've discovered in doing some research about this, uh, a guy named Zach Hogue. Um, he, uh, I found a couple of articles that he wrote. Uh, I think both of them were on the Huffington Post, but he has his own sort of blog that he, I think, shares a lot of stuff like this. Um, and this was when the Duck Dynasty thing was really uh, kind of blowing up. And this, I, the, the patriarch of that, I've never watched that show. Um, it's just not. I'm not the demographic for that show. I've I've watched some because um, having a beard for so many years, if you're white and have a beard, people tell you, you look just like the, no, I don't. Maybe my beard does, but that's really it. Yeah. (laughs) I always get told I look like Mozzie from White Collar. Uh, and, and sometimes uh, uh, the guy from Mythbusters, which is another show I've never seen. So, uh, but yeah, I uh, yeah, I've never been compared with the Duck Dynasty guy. Um, but when that was going on, and of course, if, to recap, this was uh, well, three or four years ago now. Um, the patriarch of that was it. Phil is that the guy's yeah. name? Uh, he was making public statements about um, uh, homosexuality, and he was uh, putting in putting his distaste for that in really vulgar terms uh a and e i think was the network that that uh, showed duck dynasty yeah eventually i think canceled the show but but probably had more to do with ratings than anything else but regardless there was this controversy in social in christian social media about this persecution that you're talking about here right? right um uh and then on the other end of that in the more sort of progressive even progressive christian uh circles there was this uh, sort of attack on this kind of conservatism uh that was inherent in his in his ideas and zach hogue wrote an article and i have links to all this in the show notes uh, when celebrity Christianity backfires, uh, and this is the second of some article, the second one that I found of his that dealt with this issue. Uh, and he has one statement here that I think is really smart, um, more than one, but here's the one I'm reading right now. Uh, but the progressive Christian attempt to counter the conservative perspective while needed may also be missing the root issue involved, which for me comes down to the systemic cultural appropriation of celebrity that plagues the American church. Um, and so that's kind of, I think, a good beginning point for this discussion. And it also, I think, is an opportunity to talk about the ways in which kind of lefty Christians also do this. Uh, I mean, I, I think that there's, it, we don't notice it, I think we notice it more in more conservative circles of Christianity. Um, but I think it exists also in uh, progressive uh, forms of Christianity as well. And I happen to notice and I, that one, I went to that wild goose and I've gotten so much mileage out of that, <laughs> that mm-hmm. three day experience. I've talked about yeah. it all the time still. Uh, we're going to the various podcasts that were, uh, you know, on display there. I noticed the ones that you never heard of, nobody went to see, right? Um, But when 
Gunger and um, Science Mike, what are they called? The yeah. Liturgists. Uh, yeah. Their show, I mean, there was like standing room only. Nobody, people could not get enough of right. watching these guys do something that frankly wasn't all that interesting. I didn't think they were sitting there yeah. being sensitive about uh, racial issues and it was wonderful, but it wasn't particularly enlightening. I didn't think. Right. And right. yet there was this kind of worshipfulness uh, about them. Uh, and I don't know if you have any thoughts on the way that this happened. This exists also in, in liberal realms. Yeah. I it's. Uh, I, I didn't prepare you for that question, but yeah. yeah it, well, for, um, because of just the um, this you know moral majority and all the sorts of things that have happened in in America, where conservatism is coupled with Christianity, um, and then it's at the point where people have processed through that, and so now it's uh, trying to figure out what what are we going to do and no one wants to feel alone everybody wants to find their tribe and yeah. so sadly you know science mike and gunger are they're they're kind of the spokesman for it and so we uh, so quickly latch on to to these people and uh it's 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 the same way we treat our pastors uh there we go we uh, we latch on to um these people as if they're a life raft but they're people. And so instead of um, it just being something helpful for you, you're, you drag other people down. There's only so many people <laughs> that they can help, you know? Like, so um, by, by wanting to find a tribe, when we latch it onto one person, you alienate that one person. And so it's not saying we shouldn't really enjoy and get a lot out of things that, that people have to say, but we also have to be careful um, in how we treat this because finding our tribe should not eliminate other people's. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And and often this celebrity culture, that's exactly what it does. And yeah. I, I have to say, though, I don't think that the progress, I mean, it, I could be wrong about this. And if listeners find examples of where I, things that I'm missing or, or neglecting to talk about, please do um, let us know. But it, I can't think of many examples where the degree of loyalty um, to a celebrity, to a public celebrity, exists in the progressive realm as it does in the conservative realm. And maybe it goes back to this persecution complex. Um, See, maybe. But but at the same time, there's people um, like Rob Bell yeah. and various people who are so divisive in some of the things they said that people, when they they find this person who had a contrary um, belief to what they grew up with, they latch on and then really whatever they say that's controversial, they're going to dive onto the side of the controversy. Yeah. And so it's, it is wonderful to critically think and in that develop your faith. Mm -hmm. But if critically thinking to develop your faith stops you from critically thinking <laughs> to develop your faith and just makes you jump onto controversies, that's not right either. Yeah. And so we, we swing too far um, back and forth in, in this like holding my ground or I'm going to change my ground all the time. And it's, it's just as much a problem. And so much American political discourse is about I've chosen this kind of side that identify identify yeah. as conservative, identify as liberal or whatever. Um, and I am going to choose my positions based on what that other side doesn't like. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, yeah. if someone doesn't like Tim Tebow because they're liberal, I'm going to just uh, completely uh, uphold him a little bit more. Right. Uh, and I think right. that that exists on the, the, the liberal side as well. Um, and I'm, I'm thinking of like famous liberal Christians I, Stephen Colbert is one, probably the most uh, devout person I can think of yeah. on that route that this sort of fits in a traditional uh, def definition of, of Christianity. I mean, he's Catholic and, and, and so, and he's, I mean, outwardly so, and, and very not, if you've heard him talk about Catholicism, he's extremely yeah. knowledgeable about it. And, and he falls definitely on the liberal side of politics. And, uh, and I think he's a, a person I can think of. And yet I don't see the adoration for him as much as I do for, uh, among progressive Christians, yeah. as much as you see 
conservative Christians latching on to, or even uh, just sort of middlebrow Christians latching on to kind of more commercial uh, forms of celebrity. And we'll get into that a little bit. This is a little yeah. abstract right now. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, and if you get, like, I'm thinking Stephen Colbert is one. I mean, Barack Obama's uh, faith is another kind of uh, dividing point uh, among a lot of Christians. Depending on who you ask. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's a Kenyan Muslim for a lot of people. <laughs> True. So it's, it, which, which is interesting because both of those people, like, like I said, some people think Obama is obviously a Muslim. And then Colbert, like, people know who he is because of a character he played where he was sarcastic and everything. And, and I've heard lots of conversations on that where both sides wholeheartedly agreed with him because one part thought he was sarcastic and the other didn't. And so then it's hard to figure out how you feel about his faith and everything when people think he's on both sides. Yeah. Just he, everybody hears what they want to hear when he talks. Yeah. And he keeps it somewhat cordoned off from his public persona. I mean, right. He keeps talking about his faith in, in very specific realms. I mean, you yeah. don't see him doing it a lot. Right. And there'll be specific interviews about it and stuff. But when you hear him talk, it's it's quite impressive. I'm actually uh, envious of his <laughs> grasp of, uh, of theology. Yeah. Um, so. Well, because he's not diving into saying it in too much of the public realm. I mean, that's that's what a lot of people hear yeah. is the clickbait yeah. and that sort of thing. It's so so if it's, you know, a few clicks off to uh, go to the deeper realm to find it. Most people aren't going to. Yeah. Um, or yeah. hear backstory to yeah. any headlines or anything <laughs> like that. You know, people make it the first third of a, an article and that's it. Right. So. And I, and I guess maybe more to the point of this, I, I suppose then we can just settle on the fact that this conversation will mostly be about, you know, sort of mainstream and conservative forms of Christianity. Um, yeah. And not so much the progressive form. Uh, I want to acknowledge that it exists in the progressive realm, but yeah. I think what we'll be talking about is mostly kind of uh, in the center to the right um, of the American political spectrum. And those folks won't even identify Colbert as a celebrity Christian, right? right. Uh, they'll identify someone like um, Stephen Baldwin um, as a celebrity Christian, right? <laughs> but uh, but not someone like Colbert uh, right. because of the way that they, the forums maybe that they actually choose to talk about their faith in yeah. um, and the candidates that they support. Uh, let's not forget that that's probably really the case. Um, right. So um, I want to uh, talk about a couple of varieties, I suppose, of uh, celebrity Christianity. Again, going back to uh, Hoag's article that I just uh, quoted from, he, he lays out some excellent, um, I think, definitions here. Um, I've talked before about this before, a celebrity Christianity, the cultural trend wherein Christians adopt the values of celebrity culture as ideals for the Christian life. Thus, excessive wealth, ease, fame, and power amount to a calling which reveals God's favor and blessing on one's life. Culturally, these become uh, the overt or covert goals that every Christian desires to achieve, not because they are uh, basically greedy. Well, maybe some folks are, but, uh, be but more because they have brought into, bought into the mantra that celebrity equals a more meaningful and influential Christian life with pleasures to boot. Uh, and I think that this is uh, getting to, this is, a, a, I think, an interesting observation um, about the Christian, uh, the appeal of celebrity, uh, of popular celebrity to Christians. Mm -hmm. um, and one famous Christian celebrity of uh, du jour uh, on the HGTV network is uh, the, the Gaineses, right? The, the fixer upper people. Right. Yeah. Um, and I actually find it interesting on Facebook to watch these debates because those, those two are always opposed against the uh, flipper flop people who recently got divorced and all that and have yeah. no sort of public witness or anything like that. And, and you have this sort of good versus evil <laughs> kind right. of narrative right. that people like to, uh, to uphold. And, and I think it's, uh, so I think we have to maintain the binary. <laughs> it is. And I think it's actually missing the point. Right. Um, right. So I, w I have I found a couple of clips here of, of a couple celebrities doing testimonial sort of things. And Joanna Gaines is one of them. Uh, this is I, I think I have a link to it in the webs uh, in the show notes. And 
this seems to be a, uh, a Baylor University promo video thing, right? And so here's a, 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 just a short clip of her talking about her spiritual journey. And he really encouraged me to step out and make one of those dreams happen. And we opened Magnolia Market together and I loved it, you know, but at that time I was also pregnant with my second child and I really felt like God was saying, hey, I want you home. I want you raising these babies at home at this age. And I remember the last day, you know, we're closing the shop down and I'm crying because again, I feel like it's the end of a dream. And I hear God say very clearly, he said, Joanna, if you trust me with your dreams, I'm going to take Magnolia further than you could have ever dreamed. So just trust me. And I remember hearing that and feeling completely peaceful about it. And I walked away. And that is the prelude to their HGTV show, uh, which uh, they get approached and the, the massive celebrity that comes with that. And I just I talk about that clip a little bit. It sounds very much like testimonial time uh, in a it church, does. right? Um, it does. Go ahead. It's absolutely. That setup. Um, the, I, in watching that video, the thing that came to mind is she doesn't say anything I like overtly want to say is wrong. Right. Which is part of the issue. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> There's nothing um, theologically wrong. <laughs> it's just. Mis- but at the same time, it has this, this thing that we, we buy into a lot where she talks about um, a little later on in the clip. Um, this is her realizing God's purpose for her life. And that's language that is in the church all the time. And then you, you have these people who step into, um, I'm a professional athlete. I found God's purpose in my life. I, I'm, you know, the pastor of this church and I make tons of money. So I found my calling in life. Um, those sorts of things, our, our purpose and our calling are coupled with our jobs especially if they're making money. Mm-hmm. And the problem with that is God never called anybody to that. Yeah, he said, I would like you to do this, but that's not their purpose or their calling. Our purpose and our calling are to clothe the naked, feed the hungry. Those are the things that God wants to be our purpose. Everything else revolves around what our purpose is supposed to be. And so if we define our purpose as these jobs or, or being able to be um, ways of making money, when, when, we, when we latch purpose onto job, then we still need to define if we're achieving our purpose. And so the only way we can achieve our purpose is financial success. And that is, I, I can't think of anybody in the Bible um, when Jesus was interacting with them that they walked away more rich. People walked away less hungry and clothed. People moved out of like full poverty possibly, but not into luxury. Right. And too often we use Jesus as a scapegoat for our luxury. Yeah. There's no, uh, that I know of, correct me if I'm wrong, a story in the Bible about, Someone uh, about a uh, a gladiator who God gifted them in this way to to bring the message of Jesus to the Colosseum, right? right? Uh, right. Uh, yeah, and and all the fame and glory that goes along with that. Um, that's one for Jordan Poss of the uh, Christian Humanist Radio Network. He uh, he knows a lot about Roman stuff. So correct me if I'm wrong about that one, Jordan. Um, but yeah, I think you're totally right. I think that. Um, what you're getting that that I think her statement that clip of her statement and that's part of a longer thing she does talk a little bit more specifically about God but it's a very kind of God's blessing on her life sort of thing right uh and and the abundance kind of narrative that goes along with that um and it frankly disturbs me to see when clips like that statements like that get thrown into the public sphere uh via social media by Christians and about oh i admire her so much look how brave she is for sharing her faith right. faith with christian with uh, with the world like that um it, it, i don't know i i'm i'm a suspicious cynical person and uh my bs detector uh sort of goes yeah. up a little bit uh and maybe i'm too um I, i'm too suspicious of 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 overt expressions like that go ahead right i guess i'm really sensitive to um the idea of like 
I'm totally fine if she's com- completely sincere. That that makes zero difference to me. Yeah. Um, because I feel like maybe she is. I'm sure um, she is. I totally um, believe she, she is. is. Chip is like lots of people in that realm fully feel like I am achieving God's purpose for my life and all of that. And they're they're fulfilling what we have painted the picture of. Yeah. And it's far more American dream than it is discipleship. And yeah. it's that that makes it infuriating. <laughs> so, you know, like I don't I don't care how sincere you are or how much you feel like it's it's God's calling in your life. It's destructive because it like these things have enabled us to be so hateful to the poor and to, you know, say, well, obviously they're doing something wrong. Yeah. Then. And so there's all this blame put on people who have illness or poverty or whatever, not enough money in their savings. So when something bad happens, they're on the streets. So obviously they're a terrible person. So you see somebody on the streets, obviously an addict yeah, or has made horrible life choices. No, it's not, it's not necessarily the case. Yeah. And so we would couple it with this criticism of, of other people and, uh, and it's so damning. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. It, it is. Um, yeah. It, it, I don't, I don't see the benefit of it. Yeah. Because it, 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 you know, feeds into our Christianities and what we're against. Yeah. At this point. And I, so here's my kind of, I guess this might be my own, my main point uh, in my suspicion of Christian celebrity culture is that, I think it gives people an excuse to sanctify things that don't that shouldn't be sanctified. There are right. things about our culture that we should be critical of. And when we have find these Christian ambassadors within those realms, it tends to sort of justify those realms existence. And so I'm very much, I haven't done the HGTV episode yet. It is sort of in the works. I got to find, I have to find the right person to talk to me about that. I'm not right. exactly sure what kind of uh, uh, like expertise I'm looking for there, but right. uh, uh, I think HGTV is consumerism to its like most destructive degree. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And it's envy and, and everything that is bad about consumerism, I think finds its apotheosis in HGTV. Um, and I think Christians sh- as being called to be countercultural should be aware of how poisonous HGTV is to the imagination and to our desires. Okay. And so when we find uh, an emissary an ambassador of christianity in hgtv it gives us an excuse to not feel guilty about watching hgtv right Right. um i've got a whole show i did about football and how bad football is for everybody uh uh like mentally not some i didn't even get into the cte stuff uh but uh but sort of as cultural institution uh the same thing like when we find christian ambassadors in something that we should be suspicious of and should be critical of, it gives us uh, an excuse to not only not be critical of it, but to maintain its elevated status. Um, and, and so to me, this is my biggest complaint about these Christian celebrities is that they are uh, kind of ways to delude us from our true sort of countercultural calling. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I mean, there's, there's this common thought process of, um, you know, in churches just before, you know, offering plates passed, worship with your money and um, then vote with your money. <laughs> um, all of these things, everything is with your money. Yeah. And so instead of actually being an active Christian culture, we can vicariously live through these people and, uh, you know, buy their products or, you know, buy into their ideas. And as long as we keep funding this person to be our spokesman, we're good. Yeah. Like I, I voted I gave him money, so I'm being a good Christian. Yeah, and, and it required nothing, uh, like substantial from you, right? It, right. It's a very kind right. of passive form of of activism, if you will, yeah. right? Um, and Hogue goes on. This is something uh, where I also again agree with Hogue. Uh, he says notoriety is fine, and it could be a very good thing if folks have gained that platform for good reasons or doing actually good in the world. And so. Mm-hmm think about um i don't know i don't want to like give 
uncritical, like somebody like Jimmy Carter, who's like, you know, publicly out doing house or uh, Habitat for Humanity. Uh, yeah. He's doing a lot of public good. Right. And, and kind of redeemed a lot of the failure of his presidency, I think, in doing that. Um, but the problem enters in when the values of celebrity culture are appropriated as Christian values. And this is what I'm talking about with Joanna, right? Mm. When they are theologized as the favor of God and a calling from God. And he has this in uh, bold print. This leads to blindness about the way in which the system of celebrity itself, with its excessive wealth, ease, fame, and power, circumvents the justice of God in the world by widening the already impossible gap between the haves and the have-nots and further oppressing marginalized people, uh, peoples instead of empowering them. Uh, and I, that's close to what I mean by that. It's this, this mm. system of celebrity is kind of blinding us to the systemic injustices of these institutions, uh, like HGTV in this, in this case, right? Mm. Um, and I totally, uh, uh, I totally agree with him there. <laughs> I think that that's right. uh, one of the more pernicious uh, uh, ideas about this. Go ahead. Yeah, and I mean, we tend to, uh, you know, it, you can tell if somebody went on a mission trip because they have a picture with, with little black children on their Facebook, oh, it's um, you know, pictures and videos, yeah. everything that you do, you need a picture and a video of it. And this is from a group of people that say that they follow someone who a lot of the people he healed, he told them not to tell anybody it was him. Yeah. It's, it's seems like where we're all about, well, people need to see so they can, you know, follow our lead yeah. and that sort of thing. That's, it's not really the way it, it seemed to work. It was impacting on a personal level of this broad scope. Look at me without context <laughs> or, or anything uh, that we tend to do now. And that was just word of mouth. Yeah. Like I, I can't imagine Jesus would have a YouTube channel. <laughs> Wow. Um, <laughs> that's so interesting. What a great idea. Um, that, that would be a great YouTube channel, actually, if someone wants to start <laughs> Jesus's YouTube channel. Yeah. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah, no, I, th I think you're right, though. I think that that's, uh, there's something utterly private about the good he was doing, uh, and, yeah. and personal, interpersonal. Uh, right. and, and there's something very public about celebrity, right? Um, and, right. and let me, I have favorite celebrities as well, right? I know it's, Last year, particularly, so many notable people died, and like every time somebody died, yeah. like oh, what a world, right? Uh, and and yeah. like it's going to happen every year. There's going to be famous people die because people yeah. are mortal. Um, and I mourn certain celebrities as well. Uh, I loved Gary Shandling, right? And so when he died, I was like, oh man, that's really sad, right? And so yeah. um, there is something natural, and I think there's no way you're going to always over ever overcome this kind of admiration for people yeah. uh, based on something that they do. But that really has to come with some sort of awareness of the limitations of celebrity. And yeah. certainly you can't conflate it with Christianity. I think that right. that's a, um, that's bad <laughs> So to say something. I feel, in like, I feel like coupling most things with Christianity doesn't work out well. Yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be about sacrifice and, and you know, being countercultural in a way because humanity doesn't work the way that Christianity is supposed to work. Yeah. And yet we, we like to say that this is a Christian nation and founded on Christian principles. You don't want a country founded on turn the, turn the other cheek. You don't. <laughs> it's, it's a terrible idea for a country. Yeah. Um, it's better to just accept this. It's not a Christian country because we've picked a lot of fights and we can't go Christian now. <laughs> yeah, you can't turn your back on that and you know lay down your life for your enemies. That doesn't work as a country. Yeah, um, and it doesn't work as a football team. It doesn't work <laughs> as a business. Right. It do it it doesn't work. Um, and your, your HGTV show will suck if if you if yeah. it's founded on Christian values, right? Right. <laughs> you will give up your slot for somebody else's show. Like it just it doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. Um, so. And of course, I do understand the irony as two people with podcasts who have actively on this podcast asked you to listen to us. Yes. To to have the conversation. But it's um, I guess it makes it OK if you're self-aware, right? Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know. I, I never. <laughs> that, that's the realm we go into, like instantly yeah. hit the justifications, right? No, I'm never. I'm very, very slow to absolve myself of guilt. Uh, I, right. I, I, right. I kind of own the guilt of, of things. Right. And so, yeah, I, I'm sure on the show before I've talked about 
the the paradox of, of me complaining about public figures, right? And this is not a public forum. I mean, I'm have no, I, I have no idea how many people listen to this show. Yeah. Um, I'd love to know if you listen. Send me a, an email or, or a tweet or something at me because uh, I really don't know. I don't keep track of the stats. I send my show off to Nathan Gilmore of the uh, Christian Humanist Podcast. He uploads it. They do all the stat stuff. I have no idea if anybody <laughs> even listens to this thing. Um, for me, it's a, a way to engage with what I think are important issues um, and, and have interesting conversations with interesting people. Uh, And so to me, it's, I I understand that it's a selfish endeavor. It's just a way for me to feel uh, fulfilled uh, in some way. So, right. I I like having, um, you know, deeper, more intense conversations. And so I figured the best way to actually be able to do that once a week or more is uh, say you have a podcast Cause then you have an excuse. You yeah. can't just like walk up to people and be like, Hey, who hurt you? It doesn't, it doesn't work uh, to, to do that. Or like, you know, tell me about all the issues that this country is suffering from. Like it, it just, exactly. it doesn't work out in just average conversation to have really intense hour long conversations and then be like, all right, I'm done. See ya. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, it's, it's a great forum to be able to say we're done and not offend people. Yeah. And it's wonderful. Yeah. It's the best. I, and I love the email. Somebody sent me like a three page email once that was kind of wow. critical of what we do. And, and I love it. Uh, so yeah, I, to me, that's the whole point is to kind of have interesting conversation with interesting people, both on air and afterwards. So if you have something yeah. to add to this, go to the Facebook page where this show will be posted and comment right there. Like the Facebook page, tell everybody else how stupid I am and, uh, and yeah. point and make fun of me. Uh, that's fine. Um, obviously I'm dying for attention, right? Um, so <laughs> negative or positive. Um, I, I want to uh, juxtapose this a little bit now. Um, now full disclosure here, Tony Hale is a, as an actor, he, uh, he was in arrested development. He played Buster. Um, he's in Veep, I think right now with, uh, Julie Louis Dreyfus and, um, a fair, a quite successful as far as actors go is pretty successful, like more than so than 95% of them. Um, and he is also a very public Christian. Uh, and I think he has a, a, a really interesting, uh, to juxtapose what he's, what I'm going to play for you here against what the way Joanna uh, Gaines talked about her faith, I think is interesting. So let me play just a, a snippet of an interview um, with Tony Hale. I have the link to this video also in the show notes. As far as your faith, Christianity has been a big oh, part yeah. of your life. How does your faith keep you centered with everything that goes on in Hollywood and all the attention? Oh, sure. and Being a Christian in Hollywood, um, I mean, I, it's a very uncertain career, so knowing that I can go to God and trust that He sees the bigger picture is very comforting to me. But I do think just the, the principles of my faith of, you know, Christ talks a lot about kind of looking around us and noticing the suffering of others and loving the, the orphans and the widows and being other-centered and trying to, and I mean, obviously I'm in, probably one of the most narcissistic careers you can have. To be able to get my eyes off myself is a gift. You know, I think it's a gift to all of us to do that. So I think that's that's a definitely a principle of the faith. We've talked a lot about the pressure cooker situation in, in, in your real life, not just on beat, but mm-hmm. in, you know, being an actor. Does your faith play a role in, in keeping you um, centered away from all of that pressure? I know I talk about anxiety as I struggle with it. I mean, it's a, it's a daily fight. Uh, one thing I don't do enough and I need to do more is just being still you know just being still I mean we're freaking spinning on a planet right now I mean that's crazy and I think we forget that we forget like the uncertainty that we're living in and the chaos that we're living in that clip I don't know then that whole video it's a very short video uh that resonates with me as a Christian so much more uh than what I heard uh, from Joanna and I do you want I what stands out to you is distinctive or different I mean, it's, 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 he talks about how to, you know, how to be a Christian in the realm he's in, not how the realm he's in is a reflection of him as a Christian. Ah, good, good way to put it. Yeah. Um, And that's so different (laughs) because, no, it's not, I'm here because of, you know, my calling for God. But my calling for God makes me have to figure out how to act while I'm here. Yeah. And that's 
it's absolutely different. It's subtle, but absolutely different. Right. If I heard either one of those in a church service, I would sort of nod and, and smile, yeah. right? Um, this one, upon further thought, I think is more meaningful uh, as yeah. an expression of Christianity. Now, I have to, full disclosure here, uh, admit that I actually know Tony Hale a little bit. Um, not currently, but years ago, I used to live in New York City, and I worked for a church uh, in the, in Times Square, and that ran a bunch of missions, and I worked for this after-school program, and back when he was a, a new struggling actor in New York, he was a volunteer for our after-school program. He, oh, nice. With nothing to uh, gain, he would just show up a couple days a week and help the kids with their homework and play with them yeah. and stuff like that, and you know, everybody loved him. He was just the, the most sincere, awesome guy, so... Uh, I am probably more prone to be admirable of Tony uh, because I remember him back then. And very shortly after that, you'd start seeing him in sort of national ad campaigns. And then I think maybe some small movie roles and then Arrested Development and, and so forth, uh, so forth. But um, uh, so full disclosure, I probably am more biased towards Tony Hale than right, I, I right. than most people would be. Uh, I'm not saying we were friends, but we were acquainted with each other and uh, and in. Uh, I'm sure he wouldn't even remember me now. Uh, but uh, at the time, like I could see a genuineness about him and his faith um, that existed outside of any kind of celebrity because he had none right. at that point. Right. right <laughs> and right. so uh, uh, so I but I feel like when I hear that kind of testimony, he's talking in very specific terms about, you know, commandments in the Bible to sort of love the poor and, 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 and be aware of uh, of uh, of tragedy and, and, and inequality and things like that, um, that you don't hear in the kind of God has blessed me narrative <laughs> that, uh, right. that so often accompanies Christian culture. And, and so I, that one really resonates with me, uh, in, in a kind of a real way. Um, uh, any uh, final thoughts uh, about this? Uh, we've been going close to an hour here. Uh, James, do you have anything else to add? Man, I, <laughs> It's it's hard to summarize and give final thoughts to to a subject like this because it's you know I'm I'm one of those people who a, a whole lot lately has been labeled as the uh, person who's just trying to be the social justice warrior. Ah, uh, are you okay? And, uh, <laughs> and not like and as I and it's mostly people are saying all of this group of people are terrible. I'm like, hey, easy there. That's not, that doesn't, isn't realistic. And so I get grouped into the, like, you're a social justice person. You just want to, you know, protect the gorilla who's shaking the baby and all those things. Just because, <laughs> no, that's, that's not the case at all. <laughs> I'm just trying to get you to take a couple steps back because this group is being murdered and we, we need to calm down. Um, you know, that, I'm more in that realm. And so, in in being in this realm of like trying to figure out this middle ground between not abandoning you know the established church and, yeah. and people who have money and everything and also wanting to have people who are marginalized in my life and in all these different groups that the other group is attacking and vice versa um it this is part of what feeds into that. And so this is personal for me. And it's, it's, it's painful and difficult because, you know, my, my background and family is the church. Mm -hmm. um, and the people that as part of the church, we are called to love, this feeds into us marginalizing. Yeah. And so, in caring for both um, the the poor and the hungry, and the you know football players and people on TV, we have to bring both to some sort of reconciliation. Yeah, um, and so you know it's it's easy to attack um, the these celebrities themselves. Yeah. But they couldn't do it without all of us. And so, you know, it's it's more self change than uh pointing at celebrities, you know. So Yeah. So, you know, there's there's change we all need to make and uh this is definitely a realm where that needs to happen. 
Yeah. There's, I mean, only so much we can do, but Mike Rowe filming himself sitting in a car talking about something um, that really can change the world. Right. Um, and so that's, this is what the world I really. I love Mike Rowe. <laughs> Love that guy. I can hear him talk about anything. I I get that, and and he could. (laughs) That whole phenomenon, though, of like sharing videos like that, right, to sort of end debate that is like much more complicated than anything Mike Rowe in his car with his baseball hat on uh, can actually uh, like solve. Uh, I feel like that's a weird um, acquiescence to celebrity that uh, I don't think is necessarily useful. Now, I will say I totally agree with you, though. I am one who's still. I mean part of the institutional church, right? I mean, I have many, many issues with it, but I'm not one who has decided to leave it behind. Um, I don't necessarily, I don't really feel like I at all uh, fit neatly in the sort of progressive Christianity thing. I'm still part of the old world, right? Um, And, um, but I do think that, and and I say in my opening about burning our institutions to the ground, right? That that's right. completely metaphorical, right? It's right. Uh, shedding light on on the way. That is something very good to be clear about. Yeah. Metaphor. <laughs> yes. Don't take that literally. I, I know I have a pitchfork and a torch in my logo. <laughs> Don't light those yet. That's okay. We're not. We're not there yet. Um, this is a, a metaphorical. I, I want us to sort of um, deconstruct. I mean, this is part of what I'm interested in doing with the show is help, is talking with people that help me uh, deconstruct the way our institutions actually shape our lives. Uh, and celebrity is an institution in America, right? And it upholds mm-hmm. uh, systemic problems that America has. Uh, and, and I think that the Christian worship of celebrities in these individual fields, as uh, Zach Hogue says, blinds them to the systemic problems of those of those realms. Uh, and I think that that's kind of the takeaway here. I totally believe Chip and Joanna are sincere Christians and yeah. I fully expect them to be in heaven, right? I, I don't, I don't, this isn't my point uh, that they're sort of mm-hmm. playing something over on people. Although, uh, the kind of mindless acquiescence to uh, celebrity don't underestimate the degree that people can market to Christians uh, through saying the right things. Right. And well, I mean, in that, (laughs) if, if they believe that's their calling and that financial gain is God's blessing, what are you going to do to protect that? Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am a big critic of Dave Ramsey. I mean, I think he preys yeah. upon the church uh, for private gain. And I mean, this is sort yeah. of a, uh, a, a people yell at me about that all the time, but that's how I feel about what he's doing. Um, uh, however good or bad his advice about money may be. Um, but to brand yourself as a Christian uh, business person or a Christian celebrity there is great financial benefit to be derived from that. I mean, um, people will go to the mat for you based on that ide- ideology and know that people can manipulate you in then that way. I'm not saying that Chip and Joanna are doing that. Uh, I'm not saying that uh, even Kirk Cameron is doing that. Um, I'm just saying that it's possible, and I'm sure there are yeah. people who do that. <laughs> so I, I went through the Dave Ramsey class to try to give him a chance. And uh, he's a despicable he, human being. <laughs> when he fully lost me, uh, there was a lot of tough moments. But when he fully lost me was when he was talking about one. He went to one of his rental properties late at night because it was a, a large family that had been living in the house and the house was on fire um, and they were losing everything that they had. And he's standing in the front yard with the father of this family. And the guy was saying, like, but I mean, it's everything's covered from your insurance and stuff. So we'll be okay. Right. And he basically told the guy, Nope, you should have saved your money. Yep. (laughs) What (laughs) What are you saying? Your whole platform is supposedly like you can save all this money so you can help people in need. And you stood on the front yard of somebody in need watching their house burn and told them you should have saved your money. Yeah. Well, the paradox is if you're in need, then you're doing something wrong. So I don't have right. to help you. Right. So, yeah. Right. Um. <laughs> uh, but that was the time when I was like, and I'm done. Yeah. I'm yeah. Done. Sorry, man. I can't. Yeah. Um, I totally agree. There will someday we'll do a show on James, James yeah. Dave Ramsey. I, I can't oh. stomach it right now, but yeah. Um, right. So anyway, but yeah, that, that is an example I think of someone who I think is frankly praying on the church yeah. by 
by branding his what he does, which is purely secular, frankly, uh, yeah. as as a Christian enterprise. And I think that millions and millions of Christians unthink unknow unthinkingly uh, buy into that. Um, and it's a form of Christian celebrity. Um, you're you're sort of ideologically aligning yourself with someone on a brand name uh, and, yeah. and not thinking about the, the actual theology there. So um, we ended on a dark note. Uh, that's, that's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's hard. Uh, <laughs> so something completely unrelated. Um, well, mo- marginally unrelated. When you said uh, being blinded to systemic issues, I'll say um, just cause I think it needs to be said on every platform. Please don't post videos that say this person destroys this argument in a few minutes because no, they don't. It's you're basically should just post this person oversimplifies something that's very personal to other people. That's basically what you're saying. And uh, what, if, what if they eviscerate this argument? Do they if they eviscerate it? Is it OK? Oh, um, no, it's even worse because that means you took the time to think of another adjective and it's you rogered it. Right. Um, yeah, it's. Yeah, especially if it's Tommy Lauren. Yeah, don't even share oh. it. It's not worth it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so, no, I totally agree. Yeah, uh, and is and the, another uh, rhetorical form that is driven by celebrity, right? I yeah. mean, um, whether it's a, a religious form of it or not, it, it is something that. Yeah, you're right. It's reductive and it's cheerleading and it's not <laughs> it's, really useful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just bothers me a lot. So I figure everybody that I can say it to, and you know what? I'm given a platform right now, so I might as well say it. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think my listeners will be right on, right with you on that one, actually. Um, so yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> You're preaching to the choir here. So uh, James Eisenhower, um, I uh, highly encourage you to look out uh, look out for what he does at everythingisokay.net? Net. Net, okay. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and there's a Facebook page, and uh, you can go to iTunes and find his stuff as well. Um, uh, and it's a, it's a pretty cool uh, conversation like this. James is a, is a sincere, uh, smart guy. And what else do you want out of a podcast, right? So uh, yeah. uh, it, it, it works pretty good. And he does have the Duck Dynasty beard. I can, I'm can i looking yeah. at it right now. So, um, well, James down in Mississippi, uh, enjoy yourself. Thanks again for being on the show. Uh, anybody who's listening, please comment uh, about what you agree with or disagree with tell us what we left out um happy to hear uh your comments that's kind of why i do this uh there's obviously no money involved in it uh, it's it's for the conversation so uh keep it rolling um after the show's over and uh this is danny anderson at mount aloysius college signing off thank you